Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. This is Darren Mitchell, the host of the program. And uh, today being another hump day, Wednesday the 9th of December 2020. I trust that you're enjoying life, things are going well in your business and you are making the most of the opportunities that are in front of you. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about uh, feedback. And I've just just come off a, a session I run for a couple of organizations in relation to giving constructive feedback. And it was a really, really powerful conversation. And when I say powerful, we're talking about some really tangible things. Uh, but it's it's interesting how many organizations, how many leaders within organizations get caught up in this term of feedback. And unfortunately, many people see feedback and put a negative connotation towards feedback. And one of the key reasons for that is a lot of people only get feedback when things are not going so well or when there's something negative to talk about. And is it any wonder that leaders in particular get all hung up on how to do that more effectively when we haven't created an environment for positive feedback, not just the negative feedback? And so one of the things we, we covered today was we want to try and remove this uh, this fixation on feedback being A, a dirty word and being a negative, having a negative connotation. And the more we as leaders can create environments where, look, feedback is is a positive thing, feedback is a constructive thing, feedback is expected, but also gets to a point where feedback in our environment is demanded, then the wheel turns and the wheel turns in a permanent sort of basis. But it all starts with us. It starts with us being uh, the great examples of seeking feedback, but also looking for every opportunity as a feedback opportunity, whether it be providing feedback, but also more importantly, receiving feedback from our team, from our key stakeholders, and also especially from customers. So it was a really great session today, and the guys got a lot out of it. And I just wanted to reflect on a couple of things we talked about today, and I'll share with you. I think I might have shared this model before, but it's worth repeating because um, often the simplest models around feedback and how to use things removes a lot of the uh, a lot of the complications around giving feedback for a lot of people. And, and look, there's a lot of processes out there for delivering feedback and a lot of organizations talk about the old feedback sandwich, which I don't believe uh, should be in any textbook, let alone in any environment whatsoever because feedback sandwiches simply don't work. Uh, and that's my, my experience. Uh, you might differ in an opinion, but that's okay. But it's it's how we can use these things really, really tangibly to bring a great experience to every situation so that the environment that people are operating in is one where feedback is actually expected and it's not something that we shy away from. So it's, it's our responsibility. As leaders, it is first and foremost our responsibility to create the environment where feedback is expected and demanded. And we need to become, become almost like a machine. Now, what we were talking about today is, you know, we don't have to use the term feedback because we can use the word uh, conversation. We can use the word insights. We can use a whole host of other words to describe feedback without having to use the term feedback. It's just basically having a conversation with somebody. So some of the key things we, we spoke about today, and I'll, I'll get you to think about this as well, is how often do you, uh, first of all, reflect on yourself in terms of giving yourself feedback or giving yourself some insights in terms of what's been working, what hasn't been working. Now, this is something I talk a lot about on the podcast. I certainly talk a lot about with clients. 
And if we're not reflecting, then how can we possibly understand what we're doing well, but also understand where there's some gaps that perhaps we're not doing as well that we can start looking at strategies and tactics to plug those gaps and drive some performance in the positive in the positive um, positive sense moving forward. So first of all, when you're having conversations with teams and with people, ask them to first of all reflect on what's just happened. Now, it's not a case of say, saying, hey, I'd like you to do some self-reflection and give yourself some feedback. It's simple things like when I when I went to a meeting with a customer and my sales executive was there, after the meeting, I would simply ask a question as simple as, so how do you think that went? How do you think, what do you think, what are your insights in terms of uh, what went well in that meeting? Or what's your view on what's just happened in that particular situation? Asking questions like that is an invitation to get somebody to start reflecting on what they did and what they didn't do. And so they can start, we can start analyzing the situation that's just happened. Now, the interesting thing about all that is most of us are conditioned to go towards the negative first. So what we have to do certainly as leaders and this is what we talked about this morning, is we have to start focusing our attention on the positive first. So if something negative did happen in the meeting, don't go straight to that first of all and deal with that. Start with, okay, what did go well? Let's get used to understanding what are some of the positive things that happened first and foremost. And so from that perspective, we can start training our brain to look for the opportunities out of every situation, every meeting we have, every conversation we have, and start learning towards what, leaning towards what are the positive things that happen before we jump into what some of the more uh, negative things potentially happen or, or some of the gaps. The other thing around feedback is we must get better at separating the person from the behavior. And this is where a lot of leaders actually fall foul because too often we have leaders, and not just leaders, by the way, anybody provides feedback typically, uh, tends to have an opinion attached to that particular feedback. The great leaders, great people who are phenomenal at feedback, always make sure that the person doesn't feel as if this is a personal attack on them because it's not judgmental, it's not discriminatory, there's no opinion attached whatsoever. The person providing the feedback is geared around and focused on like a laser beam on the behavior of that particular person, not the person themselves. And they also make sure that the conversation is actually a two-way conversation, not just a one-way directional conversation. And so when it comes to feedback, we need to do a number of things. And first and foremost, we need to be able to plan. Now, even when you've got to have a conversation with somebody where something has just happened and it's in the moment, you still need to take a little bit of time to think about preparing and thinking about what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Because as we talked about today, our feedback, a lot of the communication we have through the feedback is not necessarily going to be through the words that we speak, it'll be through our tonality and certainly through the body language that we bring to that conversation that will speak volumes versus the actual words that we use. And so when it comes to preparation, here are some things to think about uh, before I talk about a, a framework and there a little structure to use in relation to constructive feedback. So when, a, when, preparation, when preparation comes around, when we have to prepare, think about what you want to say and how you're going to say it. How are you going to frame this? We've got to make sure that as we said before, we separate the person from the behavior, which means we need to remain objective. We need to also decide, on okay, in order for my message to get across, what kind of body language do I need to bring to this conversation and what kind of tonality do I need to use? Now, how, also, how are you also going to um, outline the situation using facts? Don't bring opinion into it. Make sure you actually gather some facts so you gather some, gather some evidence so it's got something tangible that you can base this conversation on. And also think about what sort of questions 
you can ask the person to help draw out some information, some insights, some perspectives, which will hopefully make the feedback conversation a lot more productive. So there's some things to think about when it comes to preparing. So when it comes to, I guess, creating the environment for effective feedback, there are six characteristics that we need to be conscious of. And the first one is we need to make sure that we're having this conversation around feedback in private. Unless, of course, it's a team-based feedback session and everybody's included. I always talk about the fact that we praise in public, but we criticize in private. So making sure you're having a conversation with somebody, if it's a one-on-one conversation, make sure there's always this privacy where there's no opportunity for others to eavesdrop or uh, don't, don't do it in an open plan office, for example. The second thing is make sure that the feedback is actually balanced. And this is where we want to avoid the old feedback sandwich. Uh, you don't want to attack the person, so make sure that it's balanced, make sure that it's objective, make sure it's fact-based. Uh, the third point is make sure it's relevant. It has to be relevant. Again, it's not, a based, it's not based on your opinion. It has to be based on purely what you've observed in terms of the activity or the behavior of that particular person. And the feedback, therefore, needs to be really specific and relevant to that particular conversation or that particular behavior you just noticed. Uh, which means the fourth point is, I've just mentioned specific. Make sure that it's really, really specific and it's not, uh, it's not general. So saying something like, hey, Tom, I think you need to improve is really, really general. And hey, how long's a piece of string? What do you mean by uh, improve? What does that actually mean? So getting very granular and very specific is a key characteristic of effective feedback. The other thing as well is make sure you've got some documentation. So this is about uh, looking at, okay, are there any statistics you need to gather? Is there any uh, evidence you need to gather if this is a difficult conversation? Uh, could be feedback from other, other people, not opinions, but feedback tangible things that you can use as documentation, as a basis for that conversation. And then the last point is you want to make it personal, but doing it in the right way. Again, always making sure we're focusing on the behavior, not the actual person itself. But when you're giving feedback to somebody, it needs to be uh, aimed at them so that they've got an opportunity to either continue to provide great uh, progress with uh, positive habits. So it could be a positive conversation, reinforcing what they're doing well, or if it's a situation where they're not doing so well, getting them to understand what are some things they need to put in place in order to start moving towards some improvements. Now, if you do this really well, you will avoid in most cases having to go down the dreaded performance management path, which can be, for a lot of leaders, very, very cumbersome and something that many leaders, uh, quite rightly, like to avoid. So there's some things to think about around characteristics of effective feedback. Now, when it comes to the actual framework itself, I share with the team this really simple three-step process, which, hey, this is a, this is a process that's really simple to follow, uh, and it's really difficult to be put off track and taken down rabbit holes by people, and I think anybody can actually use this because it is so practical and so simple to use. And it's an SIW framework, which I've shared on a previous podcast, and I teach this a lot to leaders and sales teams and certainly executives when it comes to providing in-the-moment feedback, but also feedback that needs to have a little bit of planning. And it provides a really simple framework to have a really robust, meaningful, constructive conversation. And SIW simply stands for Situation Impact Way Forward. Now, this the way this works is the first part, and, and this is all prefaced by the understanding of the course, that we separate the behavior from the person and we're simply looking at facts. There's no opinion here. There may be some observations that you make, but it's not about your interpretation or your opinion of these observations. So the first step is situation. So this is as simple as gathering the facts. What's actually happened? What is the behavior you've just observed? What has actually happened? What what is what are the facts, right? And we need to get really, really clear 
on either what the challenge is, the problem, or what the opportunity is. So this could be positive reinforcement, but it could also be some challenging feedback you've got to get. Now, when you're really factual, you can gather this information and really look at it from the perspective of, hey, this is what's happened, and you can isolate the person from this because you're looking at the specific behavior because it's very, very fact-based. The second part is the impact, and this is where most leaders fall down because we're very good at going to the third part, which is the way forward, or W, and saying, hey, this is the behavior I've just seen. What I'd like you to do next time is this. So we jump from situation to way forward, but we miss out the most important part, which is the impact. And this is where we can really start to analyze, okay, what what are the consequences literally of the behavior or the situation we've just seen? So what's the positive or the negative impacts of this situation, of this behavior, of what's just happened? What are the impacts on the individual? What are the impacts on the customer? What's the impacts on key stakeholders? What's the impact on the team, etc.? So that we can get really, really clear on why this matters. Now, the reason we do this, and if you do this really well, and you do this in a two-way conversation, it means that there's a level of self-awareness that hopefully is raised within the person you're having this conversation with. So they can understand and then they can articulate, okay, the, this behavior or this situation I've just been across, this is the impact of this. Now, once that happens, it can actually now solidify either, hey, this is working really well or I've got to make some changes because my intention was not exactly what came out in terms of the perception uh, of, of what's just happened. So thinking about the impact then provides a platform to say, okay, once we understand that, we can now move forward and say, okay, what's the next best step? What do we now need to do in order to move forward? What do you need from me in terms of your manager or, or key stakeholder uh, to assist you in moving forward? And what are the next steps we need to take? Now, being really clear on what the expectations are and what the next steps are, enable us to wrap a bow around this conversation and leave nobody with any illusions as to what should be happening versus what shouldn't be happening. So a very, very simple three-step process. Situation, impact, way forward. That is uh, probably one of the most simplest, but also one of the most profound and useful frameworks for feedback that I've ever seen. And certainly when I share this with, with teams, with individuals, with executives, it's, uh, it's really profound for a lot of those guys as well because there's too many uh, complex processes out there that people try to follow. Uh, and hey, we like to do simple better here. So using that simple framework enables us to have some really robust conversations. But the other thing with this as well, which is that it enables us to build confidence being able to have these conversations on a more regular basis. So the key message for today is as leaders, as key stakeholders, as influencers, we need to get better at providing feedback. We need to be the feedback seeking machine so that we can be the feedback providing machines. Think about the, the way you're providing feedback right now. Think about what you're doing well, what you're not doing so well. And use a framework like the SIW framework to really up the ante in terms of your relationships with your team and your key stakeholders and give yourself the confidence of having those conversations when you need to have those conversations. And when you do that, guaranteed you'll start to elevate yourself in terms of trust and respect in the eyes of your team, but also in the eyes of your key stakeholders. So if you'd like some help with all this, love to sit down and have a conversation with you. Love to help you take your sales leadership to that exceptional sales leader level. Just jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and pick a time and I'll be sure to give you a call and we'll have a conversation about what that looks like. So that's a wrap for today's episode. Thanks once again for plugging in and listening to the podcast. I trust that I'm continuing to add value and I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.
Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.